This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. All right, my love. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode. I am Monique. And I'm Sydney. And this is Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Oh, Daddy. Oh, Mama. Oh, baby, let's do it. Let's do it. What is the show about today? Today's show to set it up is the title is can you forgive others for their indiscretions and how we got to speaking or wanting to discuss this was all during the course of the week. You've been hearing a lot about Steve Harvey and folks going up to the Trump towers and, you know, Kim sister Kim Burrell saying things in reference to homosexuality and, the whole nine. So we we were just wondering to ourselves, because, you know, we just all human. Can we forgive people for their indiscretions or what we perceive as being an indiscretion? Now, Daddy, when you say indiscretion, explain that. And before you do, let me just give out the call-in number today. If y'all would like to call up and have conversation, 404 832 is the hotline number. So explain indiscretion, Daddy. So by indiscretion, what we as individuals assume to be a misstep on someone else's behalf. Someone chose to do or say or act in a certain way that you consider to be incorrect. And despite how incorrect or the way in which, you know, it may be perceived, are you able to overlook it? Um, Recently, we saw Brother Steve Harvey in the news who had gone to see Donald Trump, president-elect, and it seemed like folks had a, a great deal of issue, and they took uh, exception to him going to see Donald Trump. And it was to the degree that um, he had to say, based upon the comments he received, that he was hurt by Mm -hmm. what was being said because all he was trying to do was have a discussion with a man so they could better help the the, the inner cities and forge a plan. So the question is, people by them having that perception of him, uh, uh, I guess, Socializing with an individual that they really don't believe is about people in the inner city. And it was all for show. Mm. So this seemed to be a culmination of what he was getting. And that's being nice about it. When we say, can we forgive or what we believe that they've done wrong? And we know Brother Steve Harvey. And when you started reading, hearing the comments and reading the comments, It's just like we will take something and hold on to it and be angry and be mad instead of, okay, let's have an open and honest dialogue. When when we talk about it, it's almost like what was the purpose? What was the purpose for going to visit this man? And real talk, if you call on me, God damn it, you come to my house. If you call, if you say I want to meet with you, then you come meet with me. But it's being, it's being put out there, and I think that when he says, I was hurt, it's because black folk heard you on the radio station speaking about what he wasn't, speaking about Donald Trump, what he wasn't, and, you know, who this cat was, and then you meet with him, and then you say he's a good man. And I think that's where the confusion comes in, 
and we will hold on to that and we'll forever throw away Steve Harvey. And that Sky Diva said he spoke negatively about Trump. Mm-hmm. So I guess that is what now I, I never heard it, but I've understood that that's what was communicated in reference to it. And then again, I didn't hear or see. I heard that he then later said that Trump was a good man mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. upon uh, as I understand it. So it's one of those things where are we able to overlook that indiscretion, what we perceive as being an indiscretion, or was it something that in the long run we may find would be beneficial to the community based upon his interaction with Donald Trump? Because Jim Brown met with Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. and there's a feeling that you know Jim Brown. Come on. He hauled to the core. Ain't nobody stepping to him because you almost feel like with Jim Brown, um, he may have went up there and told Trump, hey, man, get it right. I ain't got a whole lot to say and then walked off because from my understanding, <laughs> from, just, 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 it's Jim Brown. His name is Jim Brown. Come it's on. to the point. Cat's name, Vince, Jim, you know, Leroy. and then you got a short name. They, it's just, it's going to be a Nick, okay? They, you don't run into cast name Jim, Vince, Nick. That's just pushovers. Then a the last name Brown, Green, okay? <laughs> then you don't, okay? So what happens is if that's the case, um, people seem to have overlooked it. But then again, I don't know if anyone ever heard him speaking negatively about Don- Donald Trump because at one time, Donald Trump was considered a, a, a it guy. Like he was down with folks that was from the community. So you thought you just thought he was more liberal in his views than what this previous election would have uh, ha- had brought out. Mm-hmm. You know, Puffy, all them that he was like the billionaire dude that was cool until you start seeing him running for president. Then then, as they say, then shit got different. Shit got different. But with indiscretions, and do we hear his explanation and then say, okay, brother, we good, and we move on, or do we hold on to it forever? And I think that's what, when we say, can you forgive someone for their indiscretions? Because if you ask yourself right now in your private moment, have I ever done some shit that nobody may not know about except for me? That person and that person. But because those two people are now gone from the earth, can't nobody say shit. But would you want forgiveness for it? Would you want for somebody to say, I made a misstep. I misspoke. And would you want someone to say, okay, let's start again? Or would you want to be held to it for the rest of your life? And again, I know that we know that brother. We know him. But do we hold him to this? Forever. Or do we say, what, what was really the point? And here's the thing. Whatever goes on in the dark is going to come to the light. So if the agenda is some different shit, if the agenda is really not about the community, if the agenda is really about that dollar, it's going to come to the light. Mm-hmm. If the agenda is really about the community and not about that dollar, it's going to come to the light. So before we become so, what's the word, Daddy? Um, judgmental, yeah. Judgmental. Let's let's see what's going to happen. Let's see how it's going to pan out. And I think that when we start doing that, it frees people up, even you, when you make a misstep. Because then you're saying to yourself, I don't judge. So when I do a misstep, when I say some shit to the left, I'm not so eaten up inside because I don't judge. And I can say I made a mistake or I misspoke. But I think the people that judge the most when they make a misstep, they get hurt the most because now, mm-hmm. oh, shit, I've judged people for misstepping, misspeaking, miswalking, misdancing, misdrinking. Now it's my turn. And now I'm crushed that it's coming back my way. Now I'm crushed when it's coming back my way. And if you ever uh, notice the individuals who pass the most stringent judgment are typically the most sensitive when that same judgment is passed to them. And 
it's the reason and part of the reason why we having this we for two weeks we did a story regarding uh sister Kimberella, not really about her as much as the comments that it was that she had made because we believe her to be a beautiful sister in her spirit and i don't know many of us that at some point in time hadn't said something that we may have regretted. Now, what she said was, I don't assume that she regrets what it was that she was saying. We got a we got a caller coming in to share that perspective. We're going to hear a little bit. Hey, you on the line with Monique and Sydney? Hello? Okay, well, then they was on the line with Monique they and Sydney. They were on the line. The call-in number is 404-832-2963. We're talking about can you forgive others for their indiscretions and can you forgive yourself and at seed of abraham when you say what she said was straight from the bible oh here we go with but please (laughs) please 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 it's like i don't want to discount what they said because this means something to them it's like what you're saying you're saying stating is this what she said came straight from the bible however it also says in the bible Thou shalt not judge. And there was a level of judgment that was in her tone and what she was saying. But in addition to that, the words that are in the Bible came from the brains and the pens of ordinary men who said that they were inspired. And then, ironically, when you think about the King James Version of the Bible, The question someone would ask you is, would you follow someone who was a homosexual? However, you are bashing homosexuals. Come on. Would you follow someone that was known to be a pedophile, but they wrote information that you should follow? Because if you pay close attention and you read up about King James, King James, King James. You will find out that he was a pedophile. He was a gay man and he was an individual who took advantage of people. Hence, Ephesians 6, 5, you should praise your heavenly master as you do. Oh, you should praise your earthly master as you do your heavenly master. Now, what reason would a man write that who happened to be king? And by the way, at what point would King James have learned Aramaic so he would have been able to transcribe the Bible? So at the end of the day, the question would be, how do you know everything that was written was correct? Because based upon logic, King James wouldn't know how to define the Bible. He added what he chose to add. And you said, I'm going to buy into that. Mm. We got to call it. Come on, baby. You're on with Monique and Sydney. What's your name? Okay, listen. It's going. It's going. This our first day taking calls, baby. So we just as excited about it. And we're gonna work it out. But it's something new. But we're talking about it. Can you forgive for people's indiscretions? And when you begin to put out there seed of Abraham, okay. When you begin to put out there that, lol and the Bible and the Bible, but you have information about a man, not a God. King James was a man just like you. And you begin to follow another man just like you. In my humble opinion, and I say this humbly, I'm afraid for the women that have men that follow another man to the point where that's how they raise and treat their families based on another man's opinion and not that of his own. And seed of Abraham, you make a point, which is the Bible came before King James. So if we were to follow that point, then why ever would King James had been the one who had revised the Bible? Mm. So by your own logic that it came first, but again, by unknown authors, so you don't even know where the food that you're getting from a book that was written 3,000. And I always say this. Whoever wrote the part about Adam and Eve being visited, or should I say Eve being visited by a serpent, and then the serpent began to talk to her, 
I just wonder what the people in the times of antiquity thought when they heard that story. Like, nigga, snake don't talk. <laughs> they don't talk. So what you saying is, and the next thing Eve didn't say in the Bible was, you're a snake. How are you talking? The way the book is written, the Bible's written, it's as if she just accepted it. Because then you say people, well, that would imply that all the animals spoke because they did. They spoke back then. When did them, when did they start? When did they start? Or should I say, when did they stop talking? Because we as a species have seemed to evolve and they have gone backwards. They were able to speak in clear sentences. Then now all of a sudden when you see them, they talking about cheap, cheap and, you know, they <laughs> and barking. Like, how did this happen? So there's a level of understanding that people who even are Christians, they haven't even visited what it is that they're studying. Mm -hmm. Because humbly, if LeBron James, if folks really understood who King James was, he wouldn't call himself King James. Maybe King LeBron, but not King James after him because <laughs> I think LeBron James has lived a far more exemplary life than King James did, but yet you're following a book that a pedophile wrote based upon history. Just read up on it. We're talking about it, y'all. Can you forgive other people for their indiscretions? Can we forgive for a mistake, a misstep, misspoke? misspeaking, can we forgive for that? And I'm going to speak just for me. Do it. I know there's been some shit I've said, there's been some shit I've done, that I needed forgiveness. I needed that person to say, hey, I forgive you. Because I've, I'm, I messed up in a way that if they said to me, listen, if I don't ever see you again, I'm good. We ain't got to talk no more. We good. So... When you put the shoes on of other people and you say, how would I want to be treated? You know, it was funny when we first put it out there. Can you be forgiven for your indiscretions? And this sister sent back and she put LOL. Everybody except for Donald Trump. She said, I can forgive everybody except for Donald Trump. Then you ask the question, what did Donald Trump do to you? We reading stories about he grabbed this pussy. He grabbed that pussy. He said, did, did he grab yours? Like, but 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 at the same time, let's let's she she did say, LOL, which to me implied that she was just kidding. Yes. But you know Bring when you back. when you live <laughs> when you live in a world in which when you live in a world in which uh, Bill Clinton was essentially put out of the White House based upon him having. Some oral pleasures. Come on. A.K.A. he got his pee-pee tasted. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then, with his leftovers, he put that on her dress. Okay. Now, as nasty as that sounds, it was consensual. Yes. She took care of the president based upon their relationship. It was consensual. And he got kicked out. This man has said... He is walking up to women, and they don't have no say. Uh, Sometimes I just grab them in, not the vagina, not the snatch, not in their <laughs> hidden treasure, in the pussy. Come on. Okay? <laughs> in the pussy. Okay? But he's been elected to president. Mm. Okay? So when you have a hypocrisy like that, it makes people – raise up and question it, but it doesn't mean that at some point in his life he can't consider change. Yes. And, again, we only went to the Bible because it was spoken about how when Miss Burrell said what it was that she said regarding homosexuality and you say it's in the Bible, what's in your heart? That's it. It should be more of the focus than what's in the Bible, because I know that if you're really someone who knows the Bible, there are a lot of things that are in the Bible that really don't make sense. 
that you should turn the other cheek, but an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Now, that sounds like a contradiction to me. But that's what happens when you involve regular men and they have their prescription for what religion and healing and Christianity is and why do you have conflicts among Christians? Because one of the things Ms. Burrell said was about Brother Eddie Long. Now, I say brother because he's my brother in the universe. Yes. He's my brother on this earth. And despite what he may have done, when you speak about Christianity, like we got a response that the reason why Sydney is supportive of the LGBT community because he's really a homosexual. That's what they said, Dad. He's really a homosexual sucking dick. This no, is what they said. This is what they said. He's really a homosexual sucking dick. That's why he's supporting them. <laughs> and, and, and I'm here to say that this, the reason why we're having this conversation is because if I was a homosexual, I would be comfortable saying that I suck dick. And this happens to me, my wife, and she's down with what I'm doing because I've already told her. I'm saying this is the, the way we're trying to come across. Now, just for clarity, I, that's not what I do, okay? I do. Okay, but go okay. ahead. <laughs> okay. That's not what I do. But I got a partner in this lifetime that that's what she does, okay? So it works for us, but... I say this to say if you really pay close attention to the world we live in, it's oftentimes the people that yell the most about down with homosexuality. As I believe Brother Eddie Long, rest his soul, had said at one time, which is the reason why some people took exception, but you got to understand the power of judgment will make you tell a lie. Mm. When you're positioning yourself as if you're telling the truth, so there's a level of empathy one has to have because the power of individuals um, judging you, the power of individuals having scrutiny and ridicule over you will make people, if they're not strong enough, say that they are not when they really are and that they are when they really are not. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We're talking about it, babies. Can we forgive people for their indiscretions? Can we allow people to say, I'm sorry? Can we allow people to say, you know what, I changed my thoughts? And someone put in here, can we forgive Hillary Clinton because she said black men were super predators? If Hillary Clinton was to come back and say, you know what? I thought about what I said. And then I had to have some real conversations with some folks, and I apologize for that. I spoke out of line and out of tune, and because of what I said, that's why I, I could see why America is in a position it's in. If that woman came out and said that, can we forgive her? You got damn right. Because have you ever said anything that once you found out the information or once you found out, you know what, I was speaking from Somebody else's thoughts, not really my own, and I need to apologize sincerely. Do we then say, okay, or do we hold on to it and say, you will never, ever be forgiven? And it makes me think about the sister that I had the opportunity and the honor of meeting when we did that prison special. Mm -hmm. And this woman was on death row. And the warden said to me, Monique, you can't touch them. And it was two women on death row at this prison. And I looked at her and I said, what do you mean you can't touch them? She said, that's part of their punishment. I said, but do you know what the human touch does? So she said, well, I want you to go talk to them and let them tell you what they've done. And I guess the position she was taking was once they tell you the shit they done done, you ain't going to want to touch these two women. Mm -hmm. One woman had her husband killed. And she had it set up. It was a pay-for-hire murder. But when, they, when the sentencing went down, the guy that actually did the murder got the death sentence. She got life in prison without the possibility of parole. 
She went to the judge and said, can you please change the sentencing? Give me the death sentence Mm -hmm. and give him my sentence. Now, did I hug that woman? Yes, I did. Because her eyes looked in such a way of, I'm sorry, I can't take it back, but I'm willing to give my life for that. So I held on to her. Mm -hmm. The second woman, she killed her son, who was 10 years old, and then she set the house on fire. She said, Monique, when I got outside, it clicked in what I had done. And I tried to run back in. Because when you see her, you can see she's badly burned herself. And as this woman is telling me this, she is breaking down and she's saying, if I could just take that moment back. Did I hold on to that woman? Yes. And we both cried together. And because the warden put me in the position, and I think she thought the position I would take was, oh, honey, you bitches deserve this. No, because I don't know what could be in my tomorrow. I don't know if sanity and insanity, it could be a fine line, and I could do something, baby, that one second I did it, and the next second I'm sorry, and now I got to deal with all these seconds after that. Would I want somebody to love me through it? Yes. I would want to be loved through my worst mistakes, my biggest mistakes. I would still want somebody to love me. I would still want somebody to say, listen, bitch, what you did, hey, what you need on your books? Because they're going to lock you up. They're going to lock you up. And forever. But I still lo- I'm still going to love you through it. Because, so, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it's kind of like when your brothers, if you know what it is to have a biological brother or sister, and they did something to disobey your parents, and you decide that you're going to sock him in his mouth because he disobeyed mama. And don't understand why mama tell you, don't hit him. Because, see, your mama, she had your brother. She had your sister. So you hitting him still pains her despite what he may have done or she may have done that went against what it was that she said. And she's going to say, listen, don't you worry about what he did. Mm. Let me handle it. So if we as human beings get an opportunity to see that in our earthly mothers and our earthly fathers, then if you are that true believer in 6'5", then why not serve your earthly mothers and fathers as you would your heavenly father? Because sometimes we got to get out of the way of worrying about what other people did. And if they're believers in higher beings, they will be dealt with by that higher being. That relationship will be established. But at the end of the day, we keep talking as if it is us that somehow has the decision-making over what it is that they do and what someone else does. And being that we don't, sometimes we have to reserve our judgment and have a real conversation as opposed to just coming off as that nigga right there is just a sellout. That's all he is because we've got experience. I've yes. gotten an opportunity to see a, a gentleman by the name of Lee Daniels tell the world that Monique was difficult. And I watched that same man call Monique up after the movie at 12 o'clock midnight telling him personal things as he broke down on her shoulder and said, I'm sorry that I got to call you with this. I seen him have her go out to provide him with an award for man of the year through the LGBT community. During the shooting of the movie, they're sitting there eating crab legs after those horrendous ass scenes that y'all saw, which I didn't see as they were sitting there eating crab legs together. Now, the point is, why would a person who was her friend during the shooting of the movie? And came around after the movie, but just had an issue because at the last award, the Oscar award, she didn't mention his name because she wanted to give props to everyone in one fell swoop. But she had a message that she wanted to share. We still look at him as somebody we love all day because he made a mistake 
What we can't do is make the mistake of getting caught up into that because life is on this plane. Though life is continuous, it's a continuum. Your existence on this plane is finite, despite the fact that your existence universally is infinite. So due to this finite amount of time that we have here, we're going to overlook that. We're going to overlook Brother Tyler Perry, who told the folks that we know and mentioned to the world that Monique, she was difficult because she didn't want to promote the movie. After he said, you right, I would I understand why you wouldn't want to do it for free since you're not contractually obligated. And as opposed to using his might and strength and his uh, influence in the industry and saying, you know what? I wouldn't want to do it for free either. Why don't y'all work something out? Instead, he's talking to us about them. Why is it because he's bad? No, it's because the machine is big. And historically speaking, we've been beaten down by the machine so much that when you raise up and say, unfortunately, I'm going to be need, I'm going to need to be treated with mutual respect. They look at you as if to say, don't you know, they don't pay mutual respect to you. Don't you understand that? So when you're in a situation where you could easily say that good brother was just being wrong, you have to reflect over it and understand the power of this thing called racism, this power of this thing called uh, 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 discriminatory practices, not for the sake of just because you're black, just because it's a conditioned process that's lasted 400 years and after the 400 years was over, did it stop? No. So why do people act the way they do? We don't know, but there's a level of empathy we need to try to have for all people if not so much for them, but for the spirit spirit that you're going to carry around. Now, I got to tell y'all, as I've told y'all since we had this show, these conversations, they are saving my life and changing my life. Because when all of that shit first went down, the conversation that my husband is having with y'all, he had to have it with me. Because based on that lie, and it's a lie, Based on that lie, that's why I say don't turn your back on Brother Steve Harvey because based on that lie, an industry said we can't deal with Monique. We can't fool with her. And they look like me. I'm talking about the ones that look like me. It's almost like, oh, you've become a leper. Now, we know it ain't true, but we don't want to be seen with you. We, don't, we can't let nobody know that we still deal with you. So that's, that's what, and, and, and the conversation the city's having right and he had to have with me. And to say, hey, baby, we can't fight like that. That's not what we're going to do. We're going to love that brother through it. We're going to love him through it. Because what will happen is if you start fighting that fire with fire, universally you're going to get dealt with. Just as he'll get dealt with, just as Tyler will get dealt with, just as a pedophile will get dealt with. Whenever you know you're doing shit that ain't right, you're going to get dealt with. So it ain't my fight to have. It ain't our fight to have. So when you say, can we forgive people for their indiscretions? I have forgiven Lee Daniels for saying to the world that I was difficult and demanding. That brother knows I was fighting battles for him. So that's still my brother. Steve Harvey is still our brother. Eddie Long is still our brother. Kim Burrell is still our sister. If we stop being so quick to jump off the wet, my brother Gerald, who for some years violated my body, raped, molested, I love my brother. Now, do I ever want to see him again? No, but I love him. And don't wish him no bad, no harm, no nothing. Because, again, I never know when the day may come for me. We don't know what's in tomorrow. Mm -hmm. That I'm going to need somebody to say, come here. Yeah, you fucked up, but come here. We'll tell people you fucked up and we'll turn our back and then we'll say, but I'm a Christian. See, that's the whole thing, seed of Abraham. That's the whole thing that, that when you say, I can forgive you, but ain't no but. Anything after but is bullshit. Anything you say after but, that's a whole bunch of bullshit. So when, and then when you say, historically, y'all don't know the scripture, LOL, and you put LOL, it makes me say, LOL, historically, they done whipped your ass because they've made you buy into something that you will turn against your own folks based off of a religion that was made up because Jesus was a Jew. 
look in your Bibles. And I remember reading Sammy Davis's book, Sammy Davis Jr.'s book, and he said, the black community looked at me like I was a fool. What you talking about, you Jewish? The white community looked at me like I was out of my mind because somebody looked like you could never be a Jew. So, but he read the real information, and that was the real information for him. But when you get to talking about all this religion, and I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, how many of you will turn your backs? How many of you will turn your backs and say, oh, because you're not of God, because you're not, I can't deal with you. That's why we sit in the positions we sit in right now. That's why it's so easy for us to throw each other away. And that walk of love where it says he talked about him so bad for months, and then he went meet met him. It's one of those things where that makes a lot of sense why people would be at arms. But in being at arms and having a question in reference to why someone has done what they've done is two different things. Mm. And there's a way in which to have the dialogue. We're going to take this call. Hey, baby, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Yes, this is Minister Joe. How you doing? Wonderful. How you doing? Super. I'm doing just fine. I just want to say something about the Kim Burrell situation sorry, and brother. about the Donald Trump situation with the Harvey Donald Trump. I'm sorry, brother. You said this is minister. What's your name? Gerald. G-E-R-A-L-D. Okay, Gerald. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I, I just want to say, you know, I, I don't I don't see what's the problem with uh, with Steve Harvey meeting Donald Trump. I don't I don't think it's a problem. At the end of the day, God has made his final decision of who's going to be the president. Because if you look at the Bible, the Bible tells us to submit unto governmental authority. <laughs> you know, and, you know the Bible, that's what the Bible says in Romans 13 and 1. And the, the Bible says that the authorities that exist have been established by God. And what God is using Donald Trump for is to bring this country back to, its, to where it's supposed to be, back to its knees. Because when he got elected, if you went on Facebook, and saw that everybody talking about, oh, it's a prayer time. No, it's been a prayer time. Y'all just deciding to pray. God is about to use Donald Trump to bring this country back to where it's supposed to be, where it was founded on, which is Christianity. And at the end of the day, it's our job as Christians. Now, everybody's not a Christian. I know you see beside one that's not a Christian, because he's been taking scripture out of context all morning long since I've been watching. And so, as, as a Christian, our job is to pray for Donald Trump that he will make the right decisions, that God will give him wisdom in any situation that he in, because at the end of the day, we are all going to be affected by whatever happens. Let me ask you, you know? this, uh, brother. So, let me ask you this, brother minister, because I appreciate uh-huh. your comment. Um, just looking at what you said when you just quoted the scripture in reference to uh what was the exact quote you stated regarding man respecting government? We can't hear you. you you're muffled. Can you hear me now? I can now. Okay. It says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God, which it is talking about this this government world that we are in, this world, this 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 governmental world. This is what the Bible is talking about when he says in Romans thirteen to one. Everything has been established by God for the for the government is upon God's shoulders. Gotcha. Upon, upon the, God's shoulders. Gotcha. So the reason why I pose that question, because what I would ask of you Because what we are clear about is this. It doesn't matter to us what religion someone is, whether Mm -hmm. you're Christian, whether you're Jew, whether you are a Muslim, whether you're Hindu. Mm -hmm. But when you say and you using the term the seed of Abraham, if I'm not mistaken, is that your your Mm -hmm. handle? It's It's one of the things where what would be from a strategist reason that a man would write, you should respect government. Because God never wrote a word in the book. N- never. Well, it was, It was. would you agree or disagree that Jesus nor God or whoever you would want to refer to it as the higher being had no say in the writing of the book? 
Okay, let me say this to you. It's a let yes or no you, question, let, but can you answer my question? Yes or no? I can answer your question. What but is you're it? Asking, but you're asking a question without something supporting what you ask. This is what will support it. This is what will support it. This is what will support it. Based upon your understanding, based upon your understanding, this is the question. Where is the proof that indicates God wrote anything in the Bible? The, Bi- the, Bible, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit inspired those that were in that time. Here, here's so, the question that I would I, ask you just, again. This is humbly, because you and I are not at odds, because I believe that the reason why you're saying what you're saying is because you're a loving human being. Well, I'm saying what I'm saying because I'm a Christian, and I believe well, 100% in the are, are word of the Lord. You law. being a Christian, do you, does that entail you also being a loving human being? I'm sorry, say it one more time. You're you being up. a Christian, was I uh-huh. wrong to assume that you are a loving human being? As a Christian, I am supposed to love. But you didn't say that you were loving. You just but said you are supposed to love. Well, I'm asking. Well, I'm assuming in your favor. See, you're making the easy yes. difficult, my brother. Yes. And when I ask you straight up questions regarding, show me the proof that God wrote the Bible. You said the Bible was inspired by God. Well, the question I would ask is, Huggies, they say their slogan is Huggies, inspired by babies. But who made them? The people. (laughs) Okay, we got to give a little humor to it. It was inspired by babies, but did the babies tell them how to make it? No. It was the people at the manufacturer that decided how to make it, and the people who manufactured the Bible are the ones who made it, despite the fact that they say it was inspired by God, my brother. So when we deny that truth, what other things will we begin to deny? All we're saying is, listen, for those individuals who believe in Christianity or whatever religion that you believe in, if you believe in love, then we all believe in the same thing. The details of how you get to your love is indicative in and to you. And the the way in which we get to it is indicative to us. We're saying based upon our thinking, it doesn't matter how you get to it as long as you are about it. So that's our only thing because at the end of the day, before there was the seed of Abraham, Abraham was called Brahm. Well, let me let me say this. Let me say this to you. Let, let me say this to you. Because I, I, you know, I, I choose my battles. Let me let me say this to these. Some, sometimes some things, you know, the, the Bible even says uh, uh, fools. All they do is explain themselves, but they never listen. So let me say this to you. And I'm not calling you a fool, but if that if the I don't even take where, it that way, my but, brother. But let me let me let me say this to you. Let, let me say this to you. The Bible is not a time machine. You understand what I'm saying? And and I specifically said for to those who believe in the Bible and those that are Christians. This is my duty. My duty as a Christian is to is to is to live my life uh, according to what the word of the Lord says. And you're going on about who if God didn't write nothing about that has nothing to specifically do about what I said as far as what my duty is as a Christian. As a Christian, my duty is to follow the laws of the land and to and to follow what God has put in this Bible, which is the basic instructions before leaving earth. So what I said was, no matter if Donald Trump was president or not, at the end of the day, whoever is in governmental authority as a Christian, my job is to respect their authority and pray for them that God will guide them and lead them. Now, you may you believe in whatever you want to believe in. I can't stop you from believing in who you want to believe At the end of the day, I still love you, because the Bible says, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall profess that Jesus is Lord. So if you don't believe in him now, one day, you're going to bow and you're going to confess that he is Lord. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. But let that not be your goal in life to change others' belief who already believe in love. Because, well, pardon me one second. I didn't interrupt you once. Okay, go All ahead. I'm saying is, at the end of the day, if you believe so vehemently and passionately about a Bible that was written, 
and or rewritten because you said earlier the Bible existed before King James, but yet the people allowed the rule. I never said that. Well, you 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 typed that in under your seed of Abraham. <laughs> no, I did not. Okay, well then then that I I don't know how to read now. So that's right. what it is. No. So at the end of the day, what's interesting is when you call yourself a Christian, mm-hmm. but you are combative. Very. And you're saying, oh, well, obviously can't. Mm-mm. See, these are nitpicky things that someone would say happens when you can't rest strongly on your argument. See, I can be mm-hmm. polite to you and exchange views and with a loving tone tell you that I love you. See, it is with a resentful tone that you speak of love because that book sometimes allows people to hide behind it and use it as a weapon as they throw knives behind it, a throw from knives from behind that book, but at the same time not realizing that we're not at odds because we both believe in love. I just don't come to it in the same way that you do. And surely, if you can believe in a Bible that was written by a man who had, some would say, less than redeemable qualities in a King James that was not written by God, that was a religion created about a man who was not of that religion, in reference to the same religion was bestowed upon the black community who believed in beings that came from other worlds that introduced them to the knowledge that they have. And this was introduced to us by the slave masters because you notice the Bible belts are typically the places where slavery was extremely prevalent. Yes. If you can believe in that and you believe in the hell, And we say, as people who don't believe in the same thing that you believe, that ain't nothing wrong with your belief. Surely you can understand why individuals would not believe in something that you can't even prove. Does that not make sense? So with that being said, Seed of Abraham, Brother Minister, you keep doing what you're doing. But along with what you're doing... Keep loving folks, man. Of course. My man. God so loved the world and, and gave and his only begotten son. Go ahead. That who, you know whosoever, what, brother, that whosoever shall this, believe it. If I may say this, Gerald. not perish, but have eternal life. Gerald, if I may say this, as you uh-huh. read the scriptures and quotes of the Bible, when you first called him brother, this mm-hmm. is the minister. And I want you, mm-hmm. if you can, listen back to this show Monday. I want you to listen back to the show Monday. And if you are that person that God is speaking to directly to put you in charge, to bring souls to him, I would have to Mm -hmm. say no thank you because you speak with such a tone in your voice that it's like, are you angry at something? Are you upset at something? So when you start saying God put Donald Trump in office and God, okay, but you speak with such a tone in your voice, brother. And as Sydney said to you earlier, I don't have to speak like that to you. So when you listen back to the show Monday and get some people that you really well, love and respect, get some people to listen with you. And when you're well, done, me, ask them, do y'all think that I was a great representation of the I God? Believe I am I be- a great and if, if you are, baby, and you think that, and that's how you serve your God, and that's how you speak to people in reference to God, as we're saying, we wish you more power. But I think when you listen well, back, you'll understand mm-hmm. why people are turning away from it. Because your well, arms didn't you come open. Your arms didn't come open. Your arms came folded up and your fists were balled. And then you said, I got to pick my battles. This was never a battle. Just because. Well, let me ask you a question. It is a battle because you're trying to challenge my theology at the end of the day and my Christianity. So Baby, nobody's trying is, to challenge I, anything with you. If you believe what you believe. And don't want to be received. Here's the thing, brother. Nobody's challenging you on if you believe that. But listen that, to what he just said. Can you repeat what you just said, good brother? Yes. How, okay, exactly. How can I receive someone that don't want to be received? Here's the key. So, so what I key. want to... But I just asked you a question. Here's the key. How can you receive someone that does not want to receive be received? Exactly. When you are able to appreciate that as we respect your opinion, never challenging your Christianity because respect my we, we, we're not, we, we do. 
What we're doing is we're exchanging ideas as to why we don't believe the same thing in the way that you do. And we're never condemning you because when a person says to you, if you believe in all the things that someone else looks at as reasons why they don't believe in it, which one are of you are right? The one who believes but has no proof and has to rely on faith or the one who says, I don't have to believe in faith. I can believe in what it is that I've seen and based upon what it is that I've seen. We've been sold a bill of goods by individuals who were the slave masters who did not believe in the very word that they taught for. If they did, there would not have been slavery. So if you can believe in a word that was taught to you under duress, then surely you can understand why people would not want to believe or disinterested in believing in that. And I don't know if you listened to the show last week. One of the things that we spoke about there is an individual. Her name is uh uh what's what's all Steinem? Those? No, 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 no. Uh just became a saint. Mother, Mother Teresa. Teresa. Mother Teresa was yes. just done a saint. Do you know that when they read her private papers that Mother Teresa was deeply troubled by the fact that for as many years as she was a nun. She never had a personal feeling and or connection with God. And that troubled her because she just had a deep connection for the people that she saw every day. And do you know if she had to spoke those words aloud, how it could have freed up so many people who are just out there who say, I don't have that connection with God but I do have a connection with the people that I see every day and I want to do right by them. And the question that I would ask is, is it better to be a Christian who believes in God, but not act lovingly or an individual who does not believe in the God as you know it and act with the same love that you're supposed to act when you are a Christian? Okay. Well, let, let me apologize and say that if I said anything that was not out of love, I apologize. And let me but say what, this to you. Let him I'm finish, sorry. I'm please. Sorry, but what I'm saying is this. You know, I called in about my about what I had to say about Donald Trump. Now, what I was saying was this, is that at the end of the day, I respect people's beliefs, and I respect who they believe in. And I require, and I ask of you to respect my beliefs and who I believe in. And so that we could that we can go on about a discussion which is, you know, uh, can we forgive people for the indiscretions? Now, I'm not saying that because of what my word of what my word says that I, I'm not a loving person. I am a loving person, and I do love people no matter what their beliefs is, no matter what their sins are, no matter what, because God overcame the world with love. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. You understand what I'm saying? No matter, you know, what who we believe in or what we believe in or anything like that. But I want to ask a question to Monique, if I may. You because I've been following you for a long time. Yes. Even when you had your night show on BET uh, with you and Mr. Rodney Pay, I've been following you for a long time. And I've seen you. I've seen you say, I, you know, you give honor to God, love God. And, and I don't understand how you can sit right here beside someone that, that challenges the God that you honor and you think every time you get a reward or every time you become successful in something. That's what I don't understand. Let me tell you so that you can understand it. Okay. This man I'm sitting next to, I've been knowing him since I was 14 years old in the 10th grade. Uh -huh. I've never, ever seen this man mistreat, harm, not a single person. I've only seen him deal with people with love. And when you say, right. I always thank God, I do. But the God you serve and the God I serve is two different gods. So when you say you don't understand it, let me make it clear. The God I serve is a God full of nothing but energy and nothing but love. The God you serve is the God that's in that book, and I respect it. I'm not trying to challenge you on it. We're just answering questions. So when you say, how can I yeah. sit next to someone? Because I love them. Because I love him so completely, brother, because mm -hmm. I love him with all of me. And oftentimes, are you married, Gerald? No, I'm not. Are you, are you in a relationship? Not at this moment. So no, I can I'm understand how I could sit. I could understand why you would ask that question. But when for me, when I really understood what love was and integrity mm -hmm. and honor and grace and patience, 
and right. forgiveness. That's why I sit next to this man I'm sitting next to. And I appreciate you following my career and knowing everything yes. I've done, baby. But if you I follow you. me, you will know I come from a place of love. So mm-hmm. because my husband is not a Christian, neither am I. And I say that unapologetically, neither am I. When they say, Monique, what's your religion? I just belong to love. So that way right. I can love you, Gerald. I can love the Jew. I can love the, I can love the Buddha, whoever they are. I can love them mm-hmm. all. Because so, what right. they all are. Are people. That's it. That's, they're all people of that creation, whatever that creation was. And what I do want to tell you is I appreciate you calming yes. down. Yes. And see, everyone in the room, 90% of the people on Periscope said, shut them off. Stop it. And what we always say, we don't block nobody and we don't shut nobody off. Because when you do get spoken to with love, and as we sit right here and we listen to what happened, your heart softened, Gerald. Yep. Your defenses came down because you were listening to your brother and your sister, and you had to say to yourself, they're not fighting with me. Why am I trying to fight with them? And then you came back with an apology, baby. So mm-hmm. all I'm saying to you, Gerald, is if you can look, we respect what you love. That's what you love. And if it yeah. makes you a beautiful person, if you believe in that book makes you a dynamic brother and everybody you greeting, you see, you greeting them with love and hugs, baby, I would say, gee, keep reading that because that shit is working for you. But if yeah. everybody you meet and you're not meeting them with a love and a hug and because they don't believe what you believe and you give them and you say, I'm going to give you my battle, then I would say, brother, rethink about what you're reading. Because what you just proved is that you can not agree with someone's philosophies, but at the same time not be disagreeable. So it didn't matter that you are a Christian that allowed you to do this because they're Christians that they would not have been able to apologize and they label themselves as Christians. Mm-hmm. What you just proved was the type of human being you are allowed you to be able to humble yourself and say, I apologize because you rethought what it was and you just so happened to identify yourself as a Christian. So it was a pleasure yeah. you calling in and us being able to have this conversation with you. And thank you for tuning in to Monique yes. and Sydney's Open Relationship. And much love to you, brother, and success love in everything you, you do. You we love you back, baby. Love you. So... And, and and see Monique, you know, as, as tough as, as tough as she is, as tough as she is, moments like that, they touch her. Because and I, but they they touch her is surprisingly because she be so tough and rough, and rough. And then all of a sudden, something decent happens, and it touches your soul. So we got an opportunity to speak with a gentleman, because that's what he is a gentleman that believed firmly in reference to the Christian belief, but at the same time believed even more in reflecting on his thoughts and showing decency. And if we can establish that with the world as we just did, because we ain't nobody special, but at the same time, aren't we all, if we are children of the universe, So we're either all not special together or we are all very special Mm. together. The choice is, what do you look at it? So, Brother Gerald, we love you and we appreciate you calling in. Okay. Look at your punk ass up here crying and shit. That's that's right. I say to y'all, don't throw nobody away. Don't throw them away. Don't block nobody out. Because you never know what word, what phrase... What conversation will soften somebody's heart? And I, I get emotional because this man sitting next to me, I'm grateful for his patience and the kind of love that he gives to me because I'd have cussed a lot of motherfuckers out if he wasn't sitting <laughs> next to me. <laughs> so we thank y'all. We thank every last one of y'all for tuning in, staying in. We thank y'all for passing the word along. The show is growing, baby. It's growing. So keep on listening. We got this new call in number, Daddy. We got it. Okay. So we want to thank y'all. Um, uh, what's what's uh, January twenty seventh and twenty eighth? We're gonna be at Tommy T's in Pleasanton, California. 
again. <laughs> and then by February. Pa- back by popular demand. I, I know. February 3rd and 4th, we're at the Pittsburgh Improv Comedy Club. And May 13th, for all my babies in New York and the surrounding areas, we're going to do our second annual Mother's Day concert, baby. And this one here. <sighs> so don't y'all miss it. We want to thank y'all for joining in today and tuning in. Sometimes the shows go where it goes. And, and that's what makes it so cool. And we hope that at the end of the day that we all find a way to find forgiveness for what we construe as other people's indiscretions in the event that we ourselves, uh, what is it, commit an indiscretion that we can be forgiven as well. We love y'all, my babies. My name is Monique. And I'm Sydney, and thank you for tuning in to Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. And like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. Play.it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.